Okay, it is recording. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. It's uh, such a beautiful morning here and I'm sure you guys have had a good relaxing Sunday. I don't know how your quarantine is going on. Yes, I will share this on YouTube, Aishwarya. So, um, um, it's just very exciting to do this and I'm so happy to do this with, uh, with Pooja. Like Sandarya, aka Pooja. <laughs> so, um, firstly, thank you for taking time and coming over here. And um, I'm just like very, very excited to ju- uh, to get to know you guys and interact with each other. And at the same time, interact with Pooja and get to know her and get to see her insights. She's a very inspiring and a very, what do you say, very active person. You know, even when I'm talking to her at night, I would see that she's listening to YouTube videos of you know Elon Musk and so it's always very like whenever I talk to her it's always a something that I get to learn from her so I'm very excited to see how what comes out from here so first um, introducing myself I am a wireless engineer working here at Qualcomm San Diego and uh, I came here in 2014 fall um, for my masters in UTD uh, any comments over here so um, I came over here and then um, after two semesters, two long semesters, uh, in fall 15 I did my first internship at Intel San Diego and then again, uh, comment here Rahul, hi. And then again I did my internship, I did three internships in my uh, masters which was in Intel San Diego, Intel Phoenix and Apple Cupertino and then I decided that I want to be, you know, kind of do my full time in San Diego because I love this place and I came to Qualcomm and uh, since then for three years I've been here and I love it and uh, that's a little bit intro about me and a fun fact about me is that I land up in very funny situations, I can't even like tell, I sometimes lock myself out of the home or you know like there are things that I do which my friends literally have a face palm and like how, how did you manage to get here? So um, I don't know if you guys know some of you that I had a leg sprain and I just fell because I was trying to dance in the middle of the street. <laughs> so that's a fun fact, things just happened to me like that and now over to you Pooja, um, tell, tell us about you, introduce yourself, I give the dial to you. <laughs> awesome, I mean I want to hear more about the things that just happened to you, uh, but we'll get to that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it happened to me too. I, but you know what? This is a very professional forum, so I, I choose not to. <laughs> Anyways, my um, as Roshni has said already, my name is Tandarya, also known as Pooja. Pooja is a completely unrelated nickname. So a lot of people get confused. Where did you get Pooja from, Tandarya? Like, there's no correlation between that. There, there is none. It's just a name that my brother kept for me. Um, and let's see, I am right now a product manager at Salesforce. Uh, you can think of it as working at the intersection of business, engineering, and end users. So I kind of act as this bridge between the end customers who we're building products and services for, and the engineers and data scientists and other managers who are actually building the products. Um, it's been a little over a year since I joined Salesforce, and before that, I was doing my master's in management, science, and engineering. It's a mouthful every time I say it. I'm doing, I was doing that at Columbia University in New York. And before that, I was doing my chemical engineering from NIT Trichy. So yeah, definitely not a, a vertical transition. I have gone through a lot of different career transitions in my life. And let me tell you that it's not fun. It's, it's really, really painful when you're actually doing this. But after that, you have a good story to tell. So, you know, now it's just a nice icebreaker to tell people that I was working in a lab on, uh, I think, 
microbial fuel cells a few years ago and now i'm working on as a product manager in security so definitely no correlation yeah like switching is hard i don't know like how you pull that off um, especially when you are there doing that it's very very hard to kind of have that yeah exactly i think people think when they hear this they're always you know they're always interested no more which is understandable but it is in no way glamorous or you know exciting when you're actually doing that process because you're almost thinking that the last few years are a, a waste of time because you're doing something else right now but i'm trying not to think that way i'm trying to you know see the the half glass full in everything um so i think if anyone here is thinking about you're in the dilemma of trying to switch from one field to another i i would say take a few months because it is not an overnight transition anyway I see someone who's a fellow yeah. chemical engineer who switched to data science. That's amazing. Afra, do I know you? I feel like I know you. Anyways, um, a fun fact, right? So, I thought about this a lot. <laughs> um, I think the most fun fact that I have now, right now, is I don't know how to swim, but I went surfing in Bali. I don't know if any of you have gone surfing, but surfing is a slightly dangerous sport, especially if you don't know how to swim. How to swim, yeah. First. But it was. it was so much fun definitely one of the most more adventurous things i've done and a lot of things also happened to me like how things happened to roshni i have had very bad experiences with pepper spray um but apart from that i like riding i think some of you know that already i've been riding for a few years and i'm working on my first book right now which is always exciting to say yeah that is really uh what do you say amazing because when i heard that about you i think that is remember that was the first thing i was like hey you know tell me more about it how how are you doing it and then when i uh, spoke to you i got to know that there's so much of work that goes behind writing a book and um, not just that like so many hurdles that come up so many challenges that come up and you have to be so um iron headed i feel to be able to accomplish that apart from a 40 50 hour job that we are doing right because this is on the top of that so that's a uh, pretty amazing to to be able to pull that off and do that <laughs> thank you so much i i do think people think writing is really just writing and writing is really just you know i think i even posted this recently on linkedin it's a combination of reading just reading voraciously and then thinking a lot about what you read and trying to make some order out of this chaos in your head because if you just read this you know um for 5000 word long article on some topic you're trying to compress everything you read and you have to produce something out of that so it's like you have this churn machine inside your mind and on one side this huge <laughs> list of content goes and on the other on the other side you want something to come out which is filled with clarity and purpose so when i am writing one chapter on um, let's say i i'm writing this week i was writing a chapter on gri and tofu which i'm so, sure many of you guys just love preparing for <laughs> but writing this chapter which i think came up to almost 5000 words or something took me 15 hours because i was not just writing i was uh, thinking about the structure of the chapter and mm-hmm. you know uh, what topic should go and what resources should i should, uh, tell the students to go and look at so all of this comes into play so yeah um that's what i was thinking about like when you it's not just easy to just start uh thinking and then writing because for me it's also a kind of meditation it helps me to structure my thoughts it helps me to kind of get focused and uh, 
just be able to the way you said have so many ideas and then just put those things in kind of short concise form and uh, it's very helpful i to you know just to see what we are thinking kind of in that way so and sometimes what comes out is like i'm also like surprised or shocked that this is what i wrote and people like like it or you know it's um, i could not realize i wouldn't not have thought that i would have this piece of content out but written by me um with if i didn't have this you know if i hadn't developed those writing skills so i i still remember the first public post that i made was back in 2014 the 8th of january it was called the goddamn particle <laughs> and mm. what that means is uh, do you know about the god particle in physics yes yes there was this huge commotion about without any mass right something like that i am not going to comment because i don't remember right now okay. but back in 2014 uh, the they had just discovered the higgs boson particle or something yeah. which was which just took the front page of all newspapers yes. the first time i've seen physics be on the front page of a newspaper So I wrote an article on that because I was really into physics back then. Um, but yeah, you right now when you read the things you wrote back in 2014 and 15, it almost feels like a different person did that. But it's a good thing. That means you just grew so much. So much, exactly. Yeah. Any books that you would suggest to people who want to kind of develop the skill of writing? Because I remember there were two books that were there on your uh, on your Instagram. I don't remember the names as yeah, now, yeah. but I mean, why not just show it? Oh, you have it there! Wow. So <laughs> no, I have it here. So that is so cool that I asked and it's there. <laughs> yeah. So I would say um, the first book that I would really hope you guys read is called On Writing Well. Um, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but you know, it is a book about how you can write well and teaching people how to write well by writing is very hard. It's like telling someone just go and swim properly because you have to first. you have to guide them through that process mm-hmm. uh, and william zinzer who is who's almost an inspiration for me when it comes to writing is uh, does does a incredible job of doing that by making you think about every single aspect of how to write a, an article or a book mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah i i i think second book was there a second book oh, as well <laughs> actually this is not the let me take another second okay The second book I would say is uh, writing for story. So what I like most about this book is that he has two non-fiction short stories inside the book which won him two Pulitzer prizes. So he actually puts that short short story in and he talks about how how to break down and write a really good non-fiction short story. Um and I've never read something more moving than one of the stories inside. In in fact, I loved it so much it's also in my book. I have referenced the story and spoken a little bit about that. Right. Uh, okay, so I'm going to check those books out and definitely let you know. The first one I definitely want to kind of uh, get started on because this is a time where we do have time to read and you know sit um, and concentrate. So, um getting back on to this, uh guys tell me a fun fact about you all like uh tell us about a fun factor that you guys uh, have or something that you would want to share which is funny. something like that we just want to you know get to know you as well at the same time so uh let us know what, what uh, a fun fact about you puja is writing the names of the books okay yeah but i feel like it's going to get buried in messages right now as people jeez <laughs> see the best research paper at isro i mean that is a proud accomplishment also I'm introverted horologist wow 
Okay, I need to see what is horologist. Uh, I was going to do the same. <laughs> study of measurement of time. You're kidding me. I didn't even know that was, you know, a discipline. That's, that's amazing. Wow. Well, I am a graphologist. If that is like kind of something. Um, I really like to read handwritings of people, which is what it means. I read almost all the articles of Pooja in one day. That's that's so sweet. <laughs> I won dance championship. Something I'm passionate about, Shubham. Oh, that's so cool. You should start your channel. I'm, you know, seriously, people are so um, so much looking for all this type of content. Gender studies researcher Ajit says, transitioning into an art student. That is cool. Binge watcher, <laughs> the face says, <laughs> that is funny. Um, studying about coffee, it's the same. Uh, Sai, I am. I really love coffee, and I go to different places just to try different coffee things. Okay, so we have. Do you see more? Beautiful, awesome. Uh, yeah, I see. I see some more. Okay. Uh, I'm planning to start my blog. Kudos to you. It's amazing. And can sleep endlessly if required. I feel like that's not true. <laughs> Just neurologically, I don't think. I, there is a world record though for sleep. Um, I forget the world record, but it's definitely a few days. I have a friend who has this ability to sleep at any time, so I believe believe you because it's it's a blessing. I feel <laughs> right to be. He can just literally zone out and sleep. Uh, Milani says I am an electrical engineer too. That's so cool. I write about emotional intelligence and follow Pooja's new blog religiously. Loved your last newsletter, Pooja. That's so good. Someone says you should write more on Medium. So I'll tell you guys why I'm not. It's because I was telling Roshni as well. Mm-hmm. I spent 2019 thinking about the thinking that I should publish wherever I can the same article. But then in 2020, I thought Google kind of. Things you're plagiarizing if you publish the same content on your website, your Medium, your LinkedIn, and so on. So, and also I wanted more people to visit my website since I, you know, I put a lot of effort into making that. That's why I stopped writing on Medium. Yeah. I, yeah, it's Quora as well. <laughs> Anyways, I think you can get going okay. right now. Yes. Yeah? Uh, so, let's say, um, yeah, when you were talking about you know writing a book, I was very, I have been like very curious, like. What has been your motivation behind uh, writing a book? Because I remember when I was planning to come over here, there were actually absolutely no online resources. From an Indian person writing the narrating this, you know, thing of like this direction and guidance, providing us all of that from an Indian perspective. Because as an international student, our struggles are really very different as compared to what other people who are, you know, people from here or from the states, kind of trying to study. So, what has been your motivation uh, behind writing a book? Yeah, I think that's actually a two-part question, right? Writing a book and writing a book on this specific topic. Topic, exactly. Uh, I was actually revamping my website to add like add a new section yesterday, and I wrote this sentence there. I wrote there that when I was young, I didn't want to be an author. I didn't even know that I liked writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I'll be a, I'll grow up to be a surgeon one day. That's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, I, I think becoming an author almost was a side product of just years and years of writing and thinking and reading. Um, I seriously began thinking about writing or authoring a book maybe 18 months ago, or less than two years I would say, mm-hmm. when I was just finishing my Masters at Columbia. 
so at that point i had no idea what to write on so uh, i remember after i finished my masters at columbia i went back home for a month just to take a vacation and the first day of that vacation i woke up at 6 am and i'm like i'm going to start writing a book and this was possibly the first i think the first of january or second of january so it kind of you know a new year you start something new it uh, it blends well with that with that sentiment so i sat down and i wrote down i think like 1000 words which was you know it's 1000 is a lot if you want to write it in one day uh, and that was a book that was a fiction novel on happiness and then i think i spent a few more days on it but you know obviously it didn't pan out because i i didn't finish the book and then i think the second time i had an idea for a book was in the month of april um, when i when i had come to the us to begin my uh, job at salesforce and this topic was more to do with i believe technology like i don't want to give away too much because i might actually end up writing something on this and then i worked worked on it like low key for a few months because i just began a new job so i didn't want to take too much time away from my job i wanted to focus on that and also continue focus on writing um, articles not just a book and then after my solo travel in september i came back and i had this other idea for a book and i began writing that this was i think the more serious uh, phase of my life where i wrote down a two page mission statement for the book like the what why and not the how but just the what and why and then i reached out to a few people who i thought would be good collaborators because i realized that i'm i just i'm not able to do it alone i needed some help so i found out a few people who were interested we tried working together it just didn't pan out some you know something just aren't meant to be um and then the fourth time i had the idea i told myself you know what you wasted an entire year trying to write a book so why not just don't think about writing a book because you know writing a book is a pretty scary and intimidating yes it pretty is hard. exactly it's daunting rather why don't you just think about writing a 10 page pdf that's that's something very doable 10 pages is probably you know 5000 words or something i can do that so i wanted to pick a topic where i had good knowledge on uh, and i knew i had decent knowledge on the topics of product management uh, grad school internship scholarships writing so i picked one just randomly and i reached out to a junior of mine who had also recently written an article on grad school on medium i came across that so i reached out to him and i told him hey i have this idea for just making a 10 15 page pdf mm-hmm. uh, and i think i need help because i don't have the time to really like collect all the resources right now so do you want to work on that with me mm-hmm. i still have that message uh, and he said you know he was very excited he said sure uh, let me take a day to think and then he came back and he said he'd love to do that and that's how it began honestly it was a 10 page pdf document mm-hmm. and now it it's you know the snowball effect that's exactly what happened over the last 5 months it began as an 10 page pdf and then it became i thought you know why not a 50 page pdf because i do think there is no one stop shop book for this for this area of grad school no one has written a book and that's surprising i went on amazon and i checked there were books on grad school but not exactly the process of getting into grad school specifically for international students um so after that i it became a 50 page pdf and then 80 pages and then we began thinking why not just make it an ebook it doesn't have to be a pdf so then we made that post on linkedin saying that we're going to publish a book soon um, and then it became 150 pages and now it stands at 200 pages i would say and uh, that's the problem with me when i start writing about something 
I just realized I made so many mistakes when I was applying for grad school. I did I mean I did a few things right because I did get into some good school, but I also did a lot of things in hindsight very poorly and I didn't want others to make that mistake. So I just put down everything that I think people should be doing in hindsight because the lessons you learn after doing something is invaluable, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's why the Yeah, right now I think I'm maybe a few weeks away from finishing the writing portion of the book. Mm-hmm. And I know some people ask when I'm planning to release it. Yes. I'm really trying to release it by July. Um because okay, this is kind of silly but my birthday is also in July. So I want to release it in the week of my birthday so it's just you know something more memorable to remember this year by. So the next thing, the next stage that I have is to do marketing for the book. and um i you know had a call with you a few weeks ago i remember really yeah. uh, talk about marketing and you gave me a lot of really good tips and i even wrote them down as soon as i had that call but speaking of marketing right so linkedin is going to be a huge place for me to market because it has it has the sweet spot of being a professional network and the social media and people like that so you actually see people spending more time on linkedin than let's say facebook or instagram right now yes uh, and you have somehow managed to master that it's part of social media and professional network yeah and i don't know if you guys know this but i was on the e summit with uh, roshni and her her session on linkedin was it was just so powerful like she had she had this it was almost as if she spent years just studying about linkedin and we tried to compress all of that in this 40 minute session and people were just blown away like you should have seen the comments from people after the session uh and i think everyone's waiting for your video of like how they can how they can use linkedin right now but since we are here i'd love to ask you um just you know share a bit about your story of how you even began getting interested in linkedin and how you learn and uh, maybe some less known facts so it will benefit all of us right now yes uh, definitely and it's a very good question um thank you for everyone who knows that presentation and they were like yeah it's a mind blowing presentation it was uh, i was not expecting that kind of a response even though i knew that the presentation like i had put in a lot of efforts but i didn't know that the overwhelming response is what is going to happen so uh, yeah like how i got started on linkedin like any other student uh, after coming to states people were telling me that the most uh, uh, important thing over here is referrals you know in everything like um, referrals are very important and I was not able to understand that and uh, I came here in fall so I did my fall semester I did my um, spring semester and then in the summer semester I did not get an internship and a lot of my other friends did get an internship so kind of the scholar student I am I, it was like a big hit on you know what do you say my emotions as well as like how did I how did I not land up to an internship like you know like I have good grades everything is good I worked hard but I didn't land up and then what i saw was other people were literally just applying and i didn't want to up, like just do that and so in the summer semester i had the option of going back to india uh, things just happened i had to get a tooth surgery or dental surgery done so i had to go to india and i was like why not use this time to kind of do an internship at ericsson so which is in ahmedabad as well so and uh, then that's where i was uh, kind of doing an internship so I went there um, I was doing my internship and during that time I was like why not start you know like now I'm here I cannot actually network how do I find a way to network with people in states even though when I'm over here right like that was kind of the situation for me that's when I was like let me try to use LinkedIn so I spent I would say at least 
uh, with my internship apart from my internship at least 10 hours every day on linkedin like you know to just see how it is What? yes i was like i was i was just going to the like my internship coming back uh, and i was staying with my mama mummy so they were seeing that she's always hooked up to the computer i don't know what she's doing and uh, till 2 1 or 2 am i would i would just be awake and kind of see what it and not from a place of like you know i want to get something it was really like i was curious how i can talk to someone and um, like i got to you know because of that i was able to kind of land to uh, you know blogs of directors and vps and also i just kind of was like oh this is so cool that they have written that in the way you said like you reached out to people i reached out to them without expecting any response from them that you know uh, they are going to respond to me but i just was reaching out to them and then uh, they were responding to me as well you know because they were they, they are very helpful people if you see a lot of these um people on linkedin they they want to help it's just that the right approach is not kind of figured out so uh, slowly and clearly like slowly i kind of saw like what is giving me the response and what is what kind of messages i send that are giving me more responses and what kind of messages that i'm sending is not giving me response and then i kind of try to understand the psychology of people you know who are using linkedin like for example if somebody is has been in the in their professional career for 10 years they're not they are not very likely to respond to someone who's new until and unless it's approached from a place of like you know a uh, kind of respect and kind of like getting to know them and it's literally like how do you stand out you know uh, for example if there is um if you are going to to a place to eat and there are like lines everywhere uh, in different stores i would say you are actually going to go towards the line that has the least uh, you know members in it right like there the, you're going to just go into the queue that does not have much pe- more people so it is uh, for me for linkedin i kind of realized what are those white listed areas where people which like the gray areas or the white listed areas where which people are not using which is like which is not actually very much used like what are some of the approaches which are not very much used and how i can kind of capitalize on that because i know after some time it's going to get saturated there as well once that queue fills up so uh, i really just um, i kind of whenever i see linkedin or whenever i see all of these things i really try to see what are these spots that have not been used and how i can capitalize really on that for example i'll give you this thing a lot of people don't when they are messaging uh, someone they just kind of message um, you know um, what do you say the like for example engineers or senior engineers or people who are in their level they don't message vps and directors because they are like if you're not getting a reply from you know someone who's just one or two levels above of us how can we get a response from a vp or director but the thing is a vp or a director is going to has more chances of responding to you because a lot of people are not going to message them you see because a lot of people have the same fear so i would kind of capitalize on the same thing which is like okay so a lot of uh, like these vps their inboxes are going to be less spammed as compared to other people who are actually putting for a job so why not contact them and i'm sure they are the decision makers and it's it's not who you know um, it's not what you know it's about who knows what you know kind of like that right i know so, that Yeah it's it's really not about what you know it's about who knows what you know like if you know a lot of stuff but there are not like the decision makers who know you that what you know then it's of like no use you know so then kind of i started reaching out to them i got a lot of success from that and um, then i figured out like linkedin in a very like i would say for one month i was sitting and i was trying to do and then i landed up to three internship offers even when i was in india 
so even when i am doing my summer internship i had like three offers one was from intel blackberry and some other st- uh, company as well and i decided to do intel because it's like the bigger one and it's in san diego so that was like my story of you know finding like linkedin i had mentors i had e mentors i had a mentor for technical stuff i had a mentor for you know how to kind of like get uh, what do you say talk to these companies like for example if i'm accepting an offer i don't want to i want to reject the other offer but i don't want to burn the bridges right so i had a mentor and all of these people i found through uh through linkedin so that was like that is my you know story behind it and i would tell people even now that start using linkedin in the first semester itself even before uh you know coming over here if possible and start making those connections because whatever curiosity you have you could ask these questions to people and like use the groups use the university pages and all of that stuff it's very very useful tool i feel so and you know i think now not just someone who asked but i'm also curious do you just message these vice presidents and possibly c level executives and just tell them that you you're interested in their company and you're looking for an internship or really just hey i just want to be connected with you and we can talk later on yeah that is very interesting um i think we spoke about this in when we were having this call but i didn't kind of go into the details so the thing is there are two approaches one is you directly message them but when you message them you really have to come from a place of value and like you are also you're thinking for them you know like when i'm messaging them uh, a lot of times what i see people is that they would say be like hey this is roshni chalani and i do this 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 it doesn't my message will never start from that my message will always tell her hey i saw this article of yours or you know i really liked what your approach over here is and i it it got me wonder i would not even ask them a question i would kind of just mention it got me wondering how could this be in this kind of an atmosphere i am asking them a question without asking them a question but i'm letting their brain have to you know psychological hits which is one is she read my article in depth second she has a question and that's a very uh, nice question in depth question as well so and then by the way i am roshni and i'm doing this 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 and uh, i was thinking if you know uh, i could like i was thinking to kind of just ask you this question or something like that but my about me would be a really small section Absolutely. you know yeah exactly so and yeah in that Let's say that they actually don't write articles because not everyone yeah. writes articles. Yeah, and so don't really what, get content. What do that's you do? what I was saying. I was saying there are two ways. One is this one, which is you directly contact them, and the second one is you you have to be very strategic and you have to see um, see. you are going to get more response from it's it's very likely that you can get more response from people who are of your age or who are you know plus or minus of your age. You see, like in the sense from a place of like. because they are more accessible that's what i would say so what i would see who in their connections is accessible to me or who is in the age range that i can actually have an easy contact with once i reach out to that person i would be like hey can you connect me with this person or i would be connection connect me to someone who knows to to this person and then i'll develop this so along with developing or uh, trying to contact with this person i would have already established relationship with three more people on the way you see and that in itself is like a huge value right like because that gives me so much of leverage and uh, so it's not just about getting to know that person and getting in contact with that person but building up a network and uh, once i reach out to that vp that i finally wanted to um, he knows that i'm connected to three three of these people i'm actually borrowing the credibility of these okay. people so it's that is one of like the second way that i use and it really works like 
if you just ask for soliciting introductions linkedin is about that so why would someone not want to introduce you know absolutely i yeah. so i know you know i never try to reach people who are higher up in the ladder directly i go through like the grapevine of the first the first step of the ladder you know third degree connection and then second degree and then possibly so i think that's very very important point um a lot of people keep asking if we'll share the session yes i will definitely without yes. fail do that that's the first thing we'll do yeah, yes definitely this is going to be out on uh, on youtube as well so um yeah and so that's um, yeah and some less known facts about linkedin is really like um what i would say is um sit down uh with yourself without any distractions like close the computer like in a sense close your phone and have no distractions around and for one hour just go to linkedin help there is a linkedin help uh kind of thing as well which has um which has everything about linkedin of you know how to use a linkedin profile how to set up a linkedin profile and all of that stuff and kind of see it from a curiosity place which is like what is this what does this feature do uh how do i contact with this person or what is this person writing which post is getting so much of engagement or what type of comment you know is getting so many likes or um what which company is posting frequently like you know or like just sit down with yourself without any distractions and kind of and just try and understand that this is a game and i want to kind of figure this out this would be really really helpful to you because that way you would be able to find out things that other people are not seeing most of the times what we do is we get so zoomed in and we get so like we are looking so much of things outside that we kind of forget that we have the ability to find out all of this stuff by ourselves i did not have any videos that i saw for linkedin or i did not see all of this stuff all the knowledge that i have is not something that comes from it is written nowhere actually if you see it's something that i sat down with myself and without any distractions like the way when you do writing right so it's like without any distractions i'm trying to see what's happening and you know just trying to figure those things out so i want you guys to spend that time with yourself and it's going to give you a, a lot of benefits by you know just having good connections and also having landing internships in these fortune 500 companies so that is what my uh, suggestion would be so um yeah so think uh, talking about that i wanted to know like have you do you have a chapter mentioning linkedin in your uh, book yeah uh, in fact uh, i think so this is one of the final chapters in the book which talks about how people can spend their summer before they come to the us mm-hmm. and you have this incredible amount of time and i think even in the ease number i spoke about this 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 was my topic so even discounting your uh, sleep the time you spend with parents and friends and your hobbies you still have about 360 hours over the summer mm-hmm. and god knows what you can do with the 360 hours that's a it's a lot of time so one of the things that i focused on in the chapter that says maximizing your summer is how they can revamp their online profile and for many people they're doing it for the first time i don't think linkedin is more popular now to be honest but you still cannot assume that everyone has a linkedin profile they might be building it for the first time so i kind of did a walk through of uh, how they can do a build a profile from scratch and also how to fill in their summary section their title what kind of picture to add there um, because all of these little things matter because they all combined to be a together yes yeah and like what were the challenges uh, in the book like what were the most difficult uh, chapters in the book 
there were a few chapters which were really hard to write but i think one of the more difficult ones were how to narrow down universities i don't know how many of you guys right now are actually preparing for your masters uh, or you're applying for fall 2021 rishi prashant says finally so maybe he was waiting for this topic but <laughs> um yes narrowing our universities is is was a very difficult chapter because to be honest i did i did such a bad job of doing that when i was applying for universities which meant i had to almost go against my natural instinct and the things i did and talk about what people should not be doing like almost take my experience as the list of things that people should not do and then show them what's the right way and i remember sai and i spent almost 2 hours just brainstorming the structure of the chapter because we wanted to give people almost a recipe that they can use that anyone can use that is that is generic enough that anyone can apply that to objectively find the universities that they can apply to because more often than not and i'm sure you also probably felt this way people go behind rankings for universities i did too you know i, I would be lying if i said i didn't i But went behind placements you went behind placements yeah because i'm sure i want to work uh, full time like i want I, did, i was sure that i don't want to do a phd or a, like even a thesis program so i was very sure so i kind of narrowed it down of like you know where the students of this university are in standing like um, and exactly. that is yeah and exactly. it works out like utd has great placements but that's true not a lot of people are aware of that i had that clarity in my mind because i spoke to a lot of people already so it's good that you have given them that that kind of direction and guidance in the book itself that yeah and honestly it's not just placements so it's not just ranking or placements you have a list of almost 20 factors that you could potentially use when you're narrowing down universities mm-hmm. but this is where a role of uh, a concept called satisfizer comes in have you heard the term satisfizer before no okay so it's it's a what do you call this it was uh, it was coined by someone named herbert a simon like in the 1950s when he was writing a book on decision making and uh, he speaks about he coined this word called satisfizer which i guess is actually accepted by the dictionary right now but what he says is we often try to get the best possible outcome out of situation like talk to anyone no one would say i don't want the best possible uh, let's say if i'm going to go and buy a shirt i want the best possible one out there people don't really settle for averages and but the problem with that is it's very very hard to compute the most optimized and uh, the best possible outcome in, in every single situation because we make more than 100 decision every single day like even things like which shirt am i going to wear today you're making a decision you're actually spending you know cognitive energy doing that so he says that don't try to be a maximizer when you're making these decisions rather try to be a satisfizer so you don't always try to optimize for the best possible outcome you rather look at the list of alternatives in front of you you set a threshold and anything that meets that threshold the first alternative that meets that threshold you pick that like so, how? like uh, for example Let's say I'm going to purchase a pen in a store. <laughs> what I would say is, when I'm first, actually, you know what? I'll give a better example. Uh, think about when you're trying to purchase a house. You don't just walk in and you have a list of, let's say, a house is a pretty big investment. So you should try to be a maximizer, but not when you're trying to first find a list of all houses to just look at, because you might have, let's say, hundred houses in the area, but you don't, you don't have time to look at all of them. 
so at that point of time when you're just creating a list of alternatives to look at you try to be a satisfier you have a list of criteria that it should be within this budget it should have three bedrooms uh, it should have uh, it should be in a good school neighborhood and so on mm-hmm. and once you have a list of let's say five of these that you want to look at then you try to be a maximizer and that's what i tell in the book is that when you're trying to narrow down universities be a satisfier because there are more than 4000 universities in the us just in the us you cannot go so and look at a satisfier really be different than a maximizer i'm still trying to understand the difference like right um even in the in the term of the university i would say if i was a satisfier what i would do is i would write a list of all of the factors that affect my experience mm-hmm. starting with let's say does the university have uh, good research facilities what kind of courses does it have does it have a project component cost of university just a list of all factors you know and all factors that i have control over either in terms of searching or getting the information once i have that list if i was a satisfier i would just pick the top 3 or 4 of these factors and then have a threshold for each of them and any university that meets that threshold i would try to add that to the list of universities that i should be applying to mm-hmm. and of course this is not a perfect process you have to go through a few rounds of elimination um and one of the first, best things you can one of the best ways you can do that is by setting a budget for yourself let's say you don't want to put an application for more than 10 universities 10 itself is a lot already i think the ideal number is you know between 6 and 10 so once you have that you are a satisfier really because you're not looking at every single factor but you start getting admits right in the month of like january february and march mm-hmm. at that point you maybe get three admits like on average you know some people get more but for those three universities then you be a maximizer you start looking at all the possible factors because you're going to spend your next two years of your life there mm-hmm. you should try to do as much research research as possible mm-hmm. and so i yeah i just this is a very crude explanation but in the book we go into it, all the factors that they should be looking at and we try to provide them a recipe for an objective way to you know create an excel spreadsheet add course to each of these factors and how to make a decision at the end of the day so yeah that is a pretty good uh, you know an extensive research if uh, if i have to say like it's yeah it's i i think it's more than what i actually did in the chapter was i mean i i maybe i should share some more uh, i would say in the chapter you know we're not telling you choose one university over the other rather we're saying that these are the list of all factors you should look at this is how you can get to the the final decision of making that choice and these are all the resources you would possibly need to get there so yes. we're not you're equipping them with tools to make the decision by exactly. themselves rather than telling this is this is the ranking of the university and because of course it's a very subjective decision what if i want to choose a university based of like good uh, you know good weather or kind of like good exposure or happening place right so something like that or some, yeah so some it really depends on you know what people want and i'm i'm um, i'm glad to see that you kind of covered all that stuff and uh, narrowed it down as per that and yeah it's really good that people um, now have that level of awareness because we did not have that when we were cho- we didn't have anything to look up to i feel we had to really just make the decisions by ourselves or with the level of understanding or the information that is available out there rather than having a personalized person kind of telling you like oh this is how you have to do absolutely i remember i just 
you know, I just chose universities which were which my seniors applied to for that discipline. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the list of ranking for universities in engineering management, mm-hmm. and I applied to all of that. Because again, you know, it worked out fine right now, but um, I could have done a better job. Which is why the whole point of the book is to not just talk about things I did right; it's to talk about things I did wrong, which you can do right. Learn exactly. Yeah, that is amazing. Yes. Yeah, and I think one of the other. I just thought of this as well. Uh, the other harder chapters to write was the first chapter, which is about introspection, just about introspection and why people should even think about doing their masters or their doctorate in the first place. And it was hard because I shared the story about my first day in New York, which was one of my worst days in the U.S. so far. Um, and it was just a very challenging day, which I won't go into much detail right now. You know, like people can see that in the book. but it was just to show people that we do face a lot of challenges when we go to a new country and we're you know we're trying to pursue our dream in a foreign place with where you don't know anyone um yes. and i think we should also talk about the challenges there with right now maybe you can start off with you know some of the challenges that you have faced since you came here like when did you come here and um, yeah when did you come here first of all 2014 fall okay so you've been here definitely you know like a lot longer so Yeah, talk about just a, a few things you faced, you know, either as a student or just as a woman, whichever works. Yeah, um I would talk as a student as well as as a woman, um uh, but number one thing I would say like the challenges that I faced was um being away from family definitely was uh because I'm like I've always grown up in a very big family, so coming over here and not having uh the people to trust to was very hard. So I would say that um I'm sure you had so many roommate fights and all that all of those things right <laughs> like exactly so you uh, number one lesson would be even now I would would be that you know tr- don't trust people easily really um, even if they show that they have the best interest uh, at heart for you I would say that like you have to judge them you have like you have to really um let them on your trust because a lot of times you would because as you know we are, we when we were with our parents we were in a very protected environment we had this umbrella uh, with us that you know they are there for us whenever something happens here when you go through a setback or a emotional uh, you know heartbreak or something like that you have to pick yourself up so that that is a reason like don't just trust anyone that's what i like in terms of people or in terms of anything i would say like you know make sure that you have your guards up before kind of trusting and second is like communicating i feel like you know challenges uh, because a lot of times we don't communicate what we feel or what we want or we we want something else but we don't know how to ask that or tell that express that to someone so have some communication skills if you feel that you know somebody is doing something wrong or if you feel your professor is kind of uh, uh, you know like um, like just don't hold back kind of like start a question asking questions to people start expressing what you feel and um if there is a conflict then see that this is an opportunity to kind of step up and be able to communicate you didn't come over you're not coming to states just to basically get done with your masters right or get done with your bachelors or whatever you're pursuing you come here to be a better person you come here for your own personal and bigger part professional development right uh, like per- professional and personal development so 
um i would say that you have to really be sure that um you know how to you learn how to communicate of course nobody is like a master in communication we figure out things that okay this is how i, I could have done better during this time so that's what i uh, i have to tell people like this is the second thing and then um apart from that like you know the challenges um one mistake that i see people doing like students doing is that they when they want to look for an internship they literally just start their process maybe let's say two or three months before they want to actually look like for example if they want an internship in fall they would start the application process in summer you see but i want you guys to like in a sense you have to really um from the moment you are you know you're sure that you want to do your masters and you started applying and everything just start using linkedin you know now it's no more a platform where um it's just like you need directional resume or something it's like a multi uh, monologue kind of uh, multi log kind of uh, a platform so start connecting with the connections like for example let's say you are in the electric i saw that some people are in the communications and electrical um domain so start have start figuring out which are the companies you want to work to start building up connections from that people are you you're going to get much more responses from people if um you don't ask them for a job and you try to build up a communication and a relationship and that is only possible when you are not like for like when you're not thirsty so when you're thirsty and you want water you just will go and ask anyone for water but when you know that you're going to get thirsty you'll have so much more patience and so much more you know uh, leverage that you could create for yourself so start from the beginning itself of you know uh, making connections and not just making connections on linkedin networking in general i would say like um even before i came over here um, i had a network that was established the first day i came over here i remember i went to one of the professors tas and i was talking to him of like what courses should i take uh, you know kind of having a one on one conversation with this person and um it was like i had already a network that was set if i don't have a temporary accommodation i know where i would be staying or where what else i could do so and all this was because i went to the iis indian student association Communication groups of people over there who are very interactive and kind of uh, had a communication with them, prior word with them, even before coming over here. So I had friends, I had networked before coming over here, and then when I came over here, I started aggressively. And it's not like people think what is networking. They think like going and meeting people and you know, put having an agenda in mind and kind of talking to them. So many times, like we spoke even when we didn't have an agenda in mind. We this just panned out because of the conversation that we had. Like I had no agenda whatsoever when I was talking to you. So um, networking is really about like knowing the person and kind of just genuine, genuinely building relationships, right? So focus on uh, on that and. Um, I feel as a woman you have to um you have to be really strong and ask for what you want without feeling guilty or apologetic or without feeling like you are going to come across because i think it's a cultural difference and i would want you to step in over here and tell me like um you know in india i see that the culture is like women are kind of considered to be good if they don't speak up you know it's just the traditional conservative thing like for example in a household when i when somebody speaks up like as a woman she says if she if it's a girl child she speaks up then you'd be like hey don't speak so harshly or you know speak softly or kind of like lower your tone or whatever that is and uh, a lot of times what i see even i've seen that in the vicinity of my friend circle is that um, they carry over the same cultural uh, thing over here and they don't speak up when they should 
um and they think that being nice is the only way to kind of get things done or you know get what do you say get a promotion or you know um, just be they feel like being to be uh, being acceptable is much m- more like much better for them if they be quiet and uh, they don't speak up uh, but over here it's very different i feel like if you have a problem and you don't speak up you are actually jeopardizing your work you are uh, deal- over here people value time like you know it's business at the end of the day and so if you don't speak up you are actually delaying the the work that could be got like for example if i have a problem in my office and um i by speaking up could get it resolved by in one week but if i just keep quiet and kind of just put it mellow down face and i don't let them know what i need and uh, if they don't uh, like i need a few things and because they're not giving me those things i'm not able to finish my task and they keep on asking me that why are you not able to finish your task but i'm not really speaking up that it's the ball is in your court and you have not returned these things to me so if i don't speak up i would not be able to get the task done faster right and people over here the way i said it they value time so um no it's in nobody's agenda to make you senior it's nobody's agenda to make you give you a promotion so you have to be proactive and you have to be able to speak up and ask for what you want and kind of get rid of that notion of like you know you're going to be acceptable if you be nice over here like there's no sugar coating even for guys and it's not it's a very uh, generic advice but it's like you have to be able to speak up and um, look into the eyes of the person and say i want this like uh, and at times it's been hard for me to step up and say that but it's important and if uh, if somebody is cornering you or somebody is giving you a work that is not to the level of expertise that you want to do you have to like even when you do an internship you have to say that this is this doesn't actually apply to my expertise of knowledge like it doesn't really it's not in my domain to do this kind of a task or something like that so i'm just saying like you have to be confident and kind of speak up for yourself and uh, just ask for what you want and be able to speak your mind that's the number one thing i would say in terms of like challenges so yeah. i i, yeah. I think one thing that you guys should keep telling yourselves when you come here and roshni kind of you know went over this many times when she when she was answering the question is that you spent god knows lakhs of rupees to come to the us or just to any country you spent so much money of your parents savings of probably your hard earned money that to come to this new country and travel away from your family and away from your friends and away from everything you've known for the last 20 21 years yeah so if you can do that you can easily have conversation with someone on the street or you can have you know you can send a message to a vp on linkedin what's the worst that could happen they can block you that's the worst that could happen but if they block you so what you have you find someone else to talk to so and as in you were not any ways related to that person in any ways this person was not like you were not having a conversation already right like as in the response rate was zero by the uh, you know and now when you send a message at least your probability of getting a response is higher when you send a message and approach okay. them and that person no. yeah uh, i i don't know if my friend is watching this but my friend keeps telling me this quote which i really like if any of you watch the office there is a quote that michael scott in the office quotes of someone else that says that you miss 100% of the shots you don't get don't take yeah that's right? so always um, just take the shot what's you know just think of you've yeah. done much more fearless things just by coming here so i think you can definitely do that yes or the the other thing i feel is uh, you don't get what you don't ask for 
why would somebody think for you you don't get like you you if you don't ask for something why would somebody give that to you you know and you would be surprised that when you directly ask what you want and being specific you know you ask that this is what i want uh, it's so much easier for a person um, like for example let's say on linkedin if somebody approaches you can you please refer me it's so such a generic thing right like refer me for what which position or stuff like that and or if somebody approaches you can you please solicit an introduction with roshni which is asking for a referral right that is so much easier and you'll be like yeah sure you know why not i uh, and the person says i am more than happy to write a solicitation uh, introduction email as well all you have to do is send up send a uh, click button kind of like that you'll be like yeah sure you know why not and that is uh, it's just being so if you ask for what you want and if you're being specific it's uh, so much easier yathat says like you miss all the shots you don't take it's by vain yeah it, it is by wayne gatsby which is which was quoted by michael scott which i'm now quoting so i'm re-quoting quoting <laughs> um yeah you're absolutely right and i think one example i have from my side is i remember this um this engineering manager i work with who's also a woman from salesforce she she gave me a very powerful advice which is that if you want a promotion you have to ask for it it's not going to land in your lap just one day right if you have to be able to tell your manager to, that you you are looking for a promotion and i never honestly thought seriously about it until then i thought well you know i'm doing good work it's going to happen eventually but that's not how it works so i guess we're kind of over time so yeah yeah uh, the final yeah. statement would just be you know as roshni said if you want something you got to ask for it and exactly. if you don't ask for it don't expect any sort of luck to just land in your way yeah so for example yeah that's true and for for when you're coming for the coursework over here um these professors have office hours and during those office hours go to the professor and say like i want a full a grade in this subject how can i get it like what does it take and what are some of the pointers that you would want me to focus on that professor will whatever he says after that is exactly what you all you need to do you know and it makes your strategy so much narrower and easier and i have done that and i have gotten grades because i have asked the professor this straight up question and he has been like i want you to focus on these things and at the same time i want you to be application minded and uh, you know kind of have interactions with the uh, with the ta so it just makes so much more easier so guys if you come over here like you know make sure that you ask for what you want so um um now we can actually do a q and a kind of like for 10 minutes and then we can wrap up right what do you yeah, think um let's so i'm just going over the questions that you guys have put in in the q and a chat yes. box so if you have anything yes. put it there so not in the chat box because the chat box is more so just for you know informal chat yeah yeah so first i'll pick up a question for you uh, there is one question i think for like there were so many questions yeah Pooja, how's your experience working at Salesforce in product management role in US? Um, how did you start with your application process, and can you have give us more detailed information? Okay, I'll try to be brief though because I I'm mindful of people's time. Uh, I would say I applied, you know, back in September 2017. I got rejected right away, and then I applied again in February of 2018 um, for a similar role, not the same role. and i got a response after 6 weeks not right away and I'm so sorry sorry okay yeah, yeah. i got a response after 6 weeks and i was not even expecting i thought they had forgotten about me um and then the entire process really just took like 2 weeks so things ha- strange things happen when you come to the us you might try for 3 months for something might not get it and then something else happened in a span of a week 
so this is one of those stories and uh, talking about the experience itself i think you might have heard that salesforce is one of the best companies to work for and i can attest that that is true after being here for a little over a year they i respect the ceo a lot because he cares about a lot of social causes which i also care about and uh, there is a huge emphasis on volunteering inside the community inside salesforce and uh, as far as i've met you know just the people that i've met it is very rare that i've met someone who was not pleasant or helpful so it, you just have a very conducive environment to work in so it's a, it's a pretty good company yeah that's really nice like you know your first full time itself is a, such a good place to work uh um, let me let me go through the questions uh can resume be more than one page that is one and a half or two pages if one of the section is lengthy what do you think uh sorry what is the question like can it be oh. lengthy yeah can it be more than one page is the question uh what is your take on it i think it should absolutely not be more than one page uh because i my brother told me this he said for every 10 years of experience you should have a one page worth of resume so unless you have 10 years you probably should not go more than a page okay so i yeah i'll go give a response from the place of like because i have gone to like uh, recruiting events now i'm also a recruiter at qualcomm so oh. i have done yeah i have done all those like i've gone to purdue and other places as well to recruit um in grace over uh, i was the staffing member so it was it's fun to actually do recruiting and now that's when i got an insight it actually doesn't matter how long your resume is but what really matters is how concise and precise uh, you are in giving me the information that i want to look for you know for example if you are applying for uh, let's say a wireless engineer job and you have post uh, like you put your uh, exp- like projects of the wireless experience let's say on the second page it makes my ha- job really hard you know but if you could customize your resume and put it in a way that you know you have put in the the best information in the first page itself or kind of you know um, bulleted of how especially using the star method i think that's like what was the situation what was the task in hand um what are the actions that you took and what is the response that you got and if it was a teamwork or not because people want to see like one thing that people really forget in a resume to mention is how they what were the challenges that you faced and how you managed to kind of do it by yourself because one thing that people are looking for especially when i'm hiring someone i want you to be an asset i don't want you to be a liability i want you to come to me and make my life easy you see like if you make my life difficult then i just don't want to hire you right so i focus on how you can show on your resume that you have the ability to be proactive and independent in driving a task as at the same time working with a team you see because that those are the things so you have to basically manage that and the other thing i would say it really doesn't matter a lot of times what is on your resume it matters who referred your resume like if your resume is referred by a director or a vp i'm going to give it a chance like why will i not right like uh, if it is referred to me by a manager who i know then Absolutely. it's like you know yeah sure like why not then of course the content of the resume then matters but first what really matters is who referred that resume that that adds so much yeah. of weightage so we have a lot of questions um actually let's try to quickly answer some of them okay, okay question for you how to initiate a conversation in a meetup being an introvert 1 minute 
also yeah so um talk about the place like you know sometimes when i'm nervous and i'm going to a meet up i'll be like i'm actually so nervous and clueless of what's going on uh, i don't understand like uh, i would just speak what i'm going through and i was like it's so it's so feels so intimidating to talk to someone new and i'm sure the other person is going through that uh, the same thing more or less you know it's a spectrum right of that nervousness and that person is going to resonate with that i can ask about the environment i can ask about the place uh, the climate and or how we got to know about this or how has your experience been have you been to this kind of a meet up before those are some really good starters sometimes just i compliment them on you know their uh, sometimes i just compliment them on what they're wearing it's like oh this looks really good on you you know and that's like a very good conversation starter yeah. as well who doesn't like compliments exactly and very important very positive body language have a very open i, I actually have a video on my youtube that kind of goes over that so uh, i posted it last week so you can you guys can can want to see that so just have a very smiling face don't be like this okay. and then nobody's going to come and talk so awesome yeah um like how do you increase the chances of so this is for me how do you increase the chances of getting admitted to university if gpa is low right so you know just know this that gpa is one of the ten other factors they look at it's not the only factor so if you have a low gpa the best thing you can do is try to maybe give the explanation for why your gpa is really low if you think it's a valid explanation if you had to take a gap year for some medical reason or if there was a personal family emergency explain that if not you just can't do anything uh, try to make sure that you talk about everything else you've done in your life apart from you know it's okay if you didn't do well academically just talk about the fact that you were the president of the club or you yes. you did volunteering so yes. just know that i have spoken to a few admissions committee members and they just use gpa and gre scores as one of the many screening factors mm-hmm. not yeah and if you ask a question ever in your interview i feel like uh, you know just have a have an an like for example i have found that perfect match of being funny and a being witty and being professional at the same time so i was asked this question in one of my interviews that why is your gpa 3.7 or something and i was like i looked at him and i was like what was the gpa it was by apple this was question that was asked to me in an interview question by apple and like what was the gpa of steve jobs and then i looked at him oh he actually didn't even graduate so and then and then i was like so that so what is the gpa of someone working like who you know established facebook or even microsoft these are people who are uh, past like they didn't even they pass out right so yeah. just just uh, you know then i'm like then you can be like i can get the job done in that yeah, like uh, you know you guys all heard this right next time someone asks you that just you know talk about steve jobs or mark zuckerberg or bill gates yes um someone asked me if you can throw some light on the skill sets required to be a product manager being a session how can i proceed right again i'll be very quick here um you have to work in projects in teams that's you know that's a no brainer you have to pick courses where you're working in teams on a real life project where you're trying to build something from end to end second you have to be you have to like to talk to people because as a product manager you're going to be talking to people for at least 50% of your daily life and third i would say it does help uh, this is domain specific but it helps if you're good at let's say a visualization software or if you're good at uh, sql analytics like you do you would be doing a lot of you'll be crunching some numbers at some point so it'll help if you're good at math as well think of those three domains okay? yes um, um do you want to answer something yes. let's do two more and stop this okay uh let me see my 
problem is uh, i'm thirsty now i'm in a job market uh, just uh, graduated with bi- masters in biotechnology i wasn't able to work on myself much during my master due to family reasons now that i have to find a job in a couple of months what do you guys suggest make a post uh, as soon as possible and tag both of us and we would um, kind of try to you know like whenever you tag someone so firstly i have an a content out already contact me on my linkedin and i can send you a way to write a very good post and start writing post start contacting your university's alumni start using the university uh, group page uh, apart from that st- uh, be very very now because that you have less time you you have you can't afford to lose time and you have to be very narrow in your approach and what you could do is you could kind of uh, ask your friends to directly refer you to the hiring manager or give them the give you the hiring manager's name and you could kind of just directly uh, message them on linkedin or send them an email so now you really have to find who the decision maker is and give your resume to them or figure out a way to be in front of their feed all the time so um, that's what i would suggest like don't waste time right now if that's the case that is there so i am going to take one final question and uh, this is i mean i saw a few people ask i want to start reading books but i'm not able to concentrate for long when i'm sitting down how can i improve that to be very honest i find it hard to sit in the same place and read books even today after you know reading many books over the years and that is very natural because um not to go too much into neuroscience but your brain does have something called the default mode maybe you guys should go and learn about that what uh, this says is that every time you're not doing something let's say if you're not uh writing something if you're not uh, sitting in a class even when you're sitting in a class actually your brain goes into this default mind wandering mode where it really doesn't think about anything your brain likes to rest at some point in time and at some point of time so It, it is very hard to actually focus on something because you only have limited um let's say energy that's sent to your brain and you it, you have to make a choice of do i want to focus on this one task or do i want to multitask because people love multitasking mm-hmm. it, it it has something there's something called the novelty bias where you like doing things that are new rather than things that are old but if you want long term satisfaction you have to do things that are old and routine and follow the things follow the same thing every single day so you compound the effect of doing that um anyways i'm just telling you that it is hard for everyone it's not just for you it's hard for me it's hard for bill gates who reads a lot of books every year so um say so having said that you can try to improve the possibility of you reading by doing a few things stay away from phone and your laptop obviously that's a no brainer like you cannot read when you have your phone next to you Second, I would say if you can go the the extra mile and remove notifications from most of your apps in, in your phone. I have done that and it, it truly improves improves your productivity. Finally, start with fifteen minutes every day. Um, for the first week or so, just do fifteen minutes. I think that's doable. And then start adding five minutes every subsequent week until you reach maybe sixty minutes. I think after sixty minutes, it's hard for pretty pretty much everyone. So interesting. That would be interesting. Um, Yeah. Any last words, Ruthie? Before we end this, um, you want to answer this question? What What advice would you like to give to your younger self? Oh, <laughs> what advice would I give to my younger self? Well, depends. So, if I was uh, to talk to my 16 year old self, in 16, what? When were you? Like 10th grade, I would say. 
I I would just tell her that um I think I would just tell her that stay curious whatever happens in life because I always think having uh, a mind full of ideas and a heart full of you know happiness and like stomach full of food that's all you need in life right so I would just tell her that as long as you're curious and you have this like force of and you have this fire to keep learning more and more things will be okay what about you what, what would you tell your younger self interesting you bounce back the question on me okay so um my suggestion to myself would be something that i've practiced and um, it's not like something i didn't do but i just want to keep on doing that which is uh, to value myself and um, to ask for more because i think a lot of times after coming over here because of the fear of visa and all we underplay as indians or you know just we just try to kind of be off the radar right all of those things we try to do i feel like we don't ask for especially when in monetary wise or you know like um what benefits we could get and all of that stuff so i feel like you you should have the ability to ask for what you are worth and keep on working on yourself and keep on increasing your value um people hire you over here because you have a value and you your value is and you get paid for your value so try to increase your value try to be a linchpin uh, there's a book actually for you know people if you want to read this this is a really nice book and it kind of goes over like how you could um, you know a personality like i have developed this personality i was not always like this but a linchpin is kind of like um, you know in the tire there is a center thing that actually holds everything together so if you are that kind of a personality anyone who has had an influential or substantial career has been a linchpin so um that is what i would say like value yourself and find ways of how you could be a linchpin so that's uh, what i would say and um, yeah so we can actually like end the session how how did you guys feel um of this session please let us like know i want to know from you all um it was great ashwarya says and uh, jignesh says thank you uh, roshni and pooja and name of the book is linchpin um i will put it on my linkedin post as well after this I, um and it was very inf- insightful people say and it was awesome thanks a lot it was great it's so cool right to see all these messages on a sunday morning in itself and get to know all this stuff right <laughs> yeah i mean in fact for many of the people it's sunday night so um, yeah. i hope you guys go to sleep with you know mindful of ideas and yes i i hope to see some of you soon if you come Yes and uh, I love this session it was so much so so good to just uh, get this thing you know done time really flies by someone mentioned this in the chat but time really flies by when you're talking about things you care about and listening about things you are curious about so, yes yes had this yes and I want to take a picture oh yeah let's do that um, okay should I just be like yes that's nice okay this is Oh you did cool. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I took it now <laughs> with your smile. <laughs> okay, but uh, it was really you want to take it? Okay. Done. 
uh, okay so yeah it was really nice and guys what we would really really appreciate is if you uh, get back to us and let us know how this was and at the same time um, if you could make a post about how you felt because i'm planning to do a more a lot more of this i'm planning to call um, you know some principal engineers and some uh, people who are in the industry already to get kind of get interview from them and who are also a part of recruiting so that you get can get that information of you know how to be here from the beginning itself like how to be prepared for you know how things are here in states so please write me back uh, make a post about it give me the feedback i love recommendations on linkedin or endorsements so please uh, give us that if you can and uh, it would be great i would yeah i just wanted to mention that um, you know i am writing a book so i kind of have to do this everywhere i go if you guys can please go and check out uh, the book on my page and um, i know some of you might be here already in us or gotten your admits in that case just share it with your juniors because i really think it will be a valuable one i mean it might not be you know the most valuable thing you can read but it's it'll definitely be up there because we we definitely thought a lot about what to write in the book Yes. Anything would help. Thank you. That's great. Thank you so much, guys. Signing off. Bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs> okay. Let me. St-